Welcome to the Anchored Voice. This is a podcast helping men to anchor life. I'm your host, Dr. Phil Two. Welcome to the program. McGuire Entertainment Group presents the Mega Project Live Recording. Listen to singles like Get Your House in Order by Sharice Tomlin and Oh How I Love That Man Jesus by Mark Prentice. These tunes are available for listening or download on all major digital service providers. McGuire Entertainment Group, a new sound in the air. We're here, we're here, we're here. What's up? What's up? What's up? Yeah, I'm here with my brother Gary, and uh, we are on the Anchored Voice, helping men to anchor life. Uh, Brother Gary is definitely from Brooklyn, New York, but now in Rhode Island. And right now, your uh, part that you play in this world here is the Black Lives Matter in Rhode Island, and also Massachusetts, I believe. And um, we, we want to talk about the subject, the power of a just world. Of course, we've been, uh, we've been seeing what's going on on the news, what's happening with a young man uh, jogging in the neighborhood, men chasing him down. Eventually, this young brother gets shot dead. But this has been the narrative for a very long time. Um, and then I wonder, has justice been served yet, even with an arrest? Has justice been served? Uh, I'm wondering, too, if, um, you know, what would the world look like if it was, if justice was everywhere? What what would the world look like if, you know, injustice was done away with, but justice was given to us throughout the world? What would your vision of a just world look like? Well, I want to say... um... Wow, it goes back to my heroes uh, of decades before us. Um, Martin Luther King was and Malcolm X; those guys were like the the heroes of all day modern society. Yes. And what happens is that when you look back forty to fifty years ago, where it had interrupted African Americans and people of color, right? Yes. And they took the power from us at that time because they knew that's going to slow down the hands of time and that knew that black and white people were going to come come together and they knew that because the hatred see hatred is is is, is pre- predominantly ba- based on um things of they're not sure of they're not see hate was a word and is is bothered from years and years of generations where we can never explain even scientists can't figure out why does a man hate another man based on their color of their skin Come on. Based on the economics empowerment, based on the the way they look, based on they they work ethnic. These are the things that disrupted America, right? Yeah. Because black people are the the pallbearers of America, right? We put America on the back 
mm-hmm. timeless and timeless again. And what happens is that when you fear a person, it's inherited, right? Because when you inherit it, you know, it, it starts from generations before us because that's what the hate was. And it mm-hmm. grew from the Civil War. It was worse than the Civil War before the Civil War. So we had to deal with these combobulations where it disrupted America because without slavery, you wouldn't have hate, right? Because this is a modern world we live in today. So if you don't have hate in the world that people are using the justification that we live in society today to say, hey, listen, this is not a, this ain't 400 years ago, my man. If you stop hating me, the world would be fantastic. It would be beautiful. So Martin Luther King was one of those guys, was my hero to really show a demonstration, peaceful demonstration that he gave with his life all the time, that white America wasn't ready for that change, right? We were ready for the change. And we were thinking, and when he he gave those speeches about black and white kids work together and what it would be like, those are the, those are the things that resonate with me. Those voices are right there. And that's what makes us better as a country. It's just that we have hate. And that's the fight. That is the fight we got to deal with, Pastor, today. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you're right. You're right. And, you know, it's interesting because, you know, Martin Luther King, he also takes some, I guess, knowledge from Scripture. And, in you know, and Jesus kind of turned the tide. He was just like, hate those. I mean, love those who hate you. Right. Right. Love those who hate you. They're, they're, the world is full of hate and mm-hmm. it will continue to be full of hate. But you've got to continue to show the love and and that will kind of erase it because what Martin was saying, he was like, hate can't knock out hate. It can't take out hate. You know, darkness can't take out darkness. Only light can. Light can. Right. So these are the powerful scriptures that we that we that we resonate with us today in the Bible. And what happens is that that's one of the powerfulest quotes ever known to mankind. And when you live by that, you die by that. And what happens is that white America has been brutal to black America. I must say the word, use the word brutal because not all white Americans are that feel that way. And I think it's more than likely that a lot of white men, they inherited race issues instead of having race baiting or race debating or race Listen, the problem is that white America is not ready to face that again after 50 years. They're not. They're comfortable. They're happy. They got good homes. You know, they got great jobs. You know, they, they're, they're under the radar. So, of course, they have time for hate more than ever. And as you know, the murder rates has more increased now because of hate, because not because of Donald Trump's in office. I mean, that's partial of it. But. These are the things that have been boiled for 50 years and 60 years of more hatred. Because when Barack came in, he kind of simmered it a little bit. But I wish he would have, you know, talked a little more about and introduced the world to about hate. Because he could have simmered a little things. And, and that's, that's my thought about it. But when you say about America could be a better place or, you know, what it would look like, I, I think sometimes we, we imagine, because we imagine people were black people, we have the greatest imagination in the world because what happens is that we are poor. Mm-hmm. And when you're poor, you think of the 
the most beautiful things in the world to imagine. So in fact, some of my great inventors came from poor black people. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Yeah. Well, you know, I read a book by uh, Damon John and it's called The Power of Broke. Yep. And, uh, you know, when you don't have much, you start learning how to be creative and you become more creative as the day goes by. Absolutely. Um, and, and you're learning how to uh, function. You're learning how to be. And, that's right. you know, I think that's very critical at this time. That's right. And, you know, I'm going to I want to see if we can get back into the topic of what happened to this young man. It's uh, almost. It's almost yeah, yeah, disturbing. Yeah. You know, it's disturbing where you have three men and it, it goes to show you that the video is so powerful where they trapped him in the corner, right? Mm. And they trapped him where he can't move. So now the district attorney, he, he you know, he lies and opposed to where, you know, she tells the, tells the world that, you know, um, he went into a construction site, so that gave the cop proper cause. I mean, the um, the, the 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 civilians proper cause to go chase him for a citizen's arrest. Okay, I get that part. The part that I don't get is why are you having an armed weapon on an unarmed man? That notion right there is really psychotic. Think about you're not a cop, but I I get it. You call in. And you're saying to the police, what should we do? And the police and the operator says, don't worry about it. We're going to apprehend him. Mm -hmm. What happened to the American laws that protected this young man in his life, in his last moments? And, and, and again, we talked about heroes. I think that, I think that Amon Orby was, he's my hero. When I see young brothers fighting like that for their lives, I'm the same way. I come from that cloth where I want to be treated equal, right? He fought for his life, his life in those last moments where you have these men premeditated, premeditated, and the guy's videotaping the, 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 the incident had his gun cocked, getting his gun cocked. And you can hear it in the background several times. And you listen to that tape. That is frightening. Where he, they chased him off, cut him off that way, went around and pursued him. And then they shot, after they shot him three times, was it the son that came over out the truck or the, or the father did with the pistol? And then he executes him. So, so now the kid's already, he's dead. And Imagine three months later, you cover up a story and a lie and you get the people off the case because you have a, um, a, a conference of interest where, right. where you know that in your heart you're doing the wrong thing. But, but guess what? There's the video and it's going to show the world how devastating and wrong you were and manipulative and, and horrible as a person you are to do something like that to someone's family and and, yeah. and, and, and it's, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming to see that as, as an activist in, in my community. Yeah. I, I think that uh, it's all about the narrative 
And I've seen so many people online talk about the narrative, you know, um, no matter how much the uh, information is, no matter how much you see of the video, no matter how much you read in the newspaper, somebody's controlling a narrative. And uh, that's the it's either the best thing or the most dangerous thing, because whatever the narrative is being said, uh, whatever the narrative is, it's like, hey, you know, um, well, this why was this person running in this neighborhood knowing what the situation is? <laughs> you know, why is this person here or. And so, so many people have a different narrative. It's like, no matter how innocent it is or innocent this person is or how uh, progressive this person is, somebody always wants to come with a narrative for the victim. Like, well, what was this person doing here? Well, why were they fighting back? Or why were, you know, so I think the one of the problems I have with injustice in this world, uh, bless you, brother. Thank you. <laughs> one of the things I have um, the, that bothers me about injustice is the narrative. It's that the prosecutor writes a letter stating why these men should not be arrested or why these men should um, not be uh, persecuted or convicted. Right. And it's like you're writing a narrative for the jury to read so that that is the narrative that should go out, that this was a just cause. This was a just killing. Right. Um, you know, and then I also I often say, uh, hey, you know, when if, you know, some some black men might say, hey, well, why don't I go register for a gun so I can protect myself? There goes the narrative again, because if a black man goes and gets his gun and the same scenario happens, but this time he gets his gun out first, he shoots the person and they die, even though they're the ones pursuing him and he's right. just protecting himself. Well, there goes the narrative. There goes the problem. Right. And right. now we have an issue. Right. So I want to touch. I want to touch on a few things. Right. One is the narrative, right? Now, right. I'm going to give you a perfect e example of a narrative where, uh -huh. right, now, the narrative today, they print a story about what happened, and it's mostly negative, right? Okay. Right. And what happens is that when you look at, you look at the ratio of those narratives, and I want people to tune in and, and understand where I'm coming from. So when you tune in and to understand about the narratives, because you see... It goes back to white America has a narrative that we just won't understand, right? Because face it, about 80% of that narrative is based on those white people giving their testimony on what they think should be the narrative. And mostly it's not up to par, okay? What I mean is that time and time again, from Trayvon Martin to Sean Bell to every just about execution in, the, in modern day society today has been all white people from judges to jury that disagreed with Trayvon Martin, that disagreed with Sean Bell, that disagreed with so many other um, young men that lost their lives through the violence of, of, of handguns. So you have this, you have this particulars where America sees one thing one way, and then you see America, the other part of America, see things another way. So okay. they say that the poor tells the truth. That's what they say. And, and it's fact, because Jesus Christ was, was one of the poorest carpenters that ever came out of Jerusalem. And they definitely didn't believe him, brother. 
and they didn't say who he said he was. He showed and proved who he was. And even yeah. with the show, when he showed who he was, the people still didn't believe him. Yeah. Yeah. So we fast forward today about the modern day narrative and who's yep. controlling the narrative, meaning the news, the newspapers and all the journalists. And most of them are commenting and they're all Caucasian. Yeah. So, but, you know, now we're starting to see some young black people uh, have a narrative about it as well. That's not so positive. Right, because again, it depends of the upbringing and your surroundings, and 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 have you have these personal relationship with God? There's a whole listen. Black people have we lost our way. There's no question about it. We lost our way from church. We lost our ways from a lot of things. From from education, we lost our our, our, our parenting rights, our fatherhood. We need to get back on track, right? We need to get back into churches, the mosque, whatever it is that we believe in, right? To be positive to get back to enroll because when we give when we give people let's say people meaning people the wrong and ammunition they use that against us like if they're there like we're the enemies in their eyes yeah so we're not the enemy black see black poor black people are poor they don't have the time and the economics to be racist it's 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 it's, it's impossible for black people to be racist we're angry and we're bitter but we're not racist. There's a whole different dynamics to that. We don't kill white America. We don't go out and let's, let's go hunt us some white people. It's impossible. Mm. So my thing is, again, they're playing with, they're playing with father time. This is what they're doing. They're playing with the, 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 the future of America, right? They're playing with young black people that they don't they're not going to have the time and energy for this no more right we have a little malcolm x in us and martin luther king and it's distorted these these black kids they don't want to hear that no more they're tired they're thinking of ways to make dynamite they're making a the ways and i hear it all the time how can we get licensed guns how can we brother gary i want to get involved i want to and i'm like hey brother you can get involved with black lives matter but we can't we're not an extremist group we can't go after people like that. We have to educate and be aware. We have to, and this is what white America is doing to us. What can we do? This is not a joke. This is serious. And some soldiers, they think it's serious where they want to go out there and hurt white America. And I'm like, again, in the middle, right? Because to be black in America is a very painful thing. I don't yeah. care how much money you got how far you went to school, how many degrees you have. Let me tell you something. White America is whipping out butts. And they know they are. They got blood on their hands, brother. They have blood on their hands. Believe that. Well, yeah. And, you know, and, and I speak from more of a spiritual standpoint. Um, you know, we, we've got the enemy of our soul that is taking names right now. And, um, you know, we're, we're facing the difference of love and hate uh, all over our world right now. I agree. Um, and, and right now we're dealing with the hurt. Everybody is dealing with the hurt. Not only are we dealing with the hurt of uh, seeing a young black man die, we're, we're dealing with the hurt of the COVID and, 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 and the hurt of the economic disparity. We're, we're dealing with the hurt right now because it's hit black America. At first, when the, the COVID hit, COVID-19 hit, it was like, oh, black people can't get it. 
Now we've got it more than everybody. And, um, you know, it is it is taking the community by storm. Right. And, and, and no matter what, the narrative is go always going to go against uh, this community. However, the community has to stay strong and has to stay resilient. And like you were saying, there are some things that we've got to change or some things that we've got to strengthen. Maybe not just change, but strengthen. I like the um, word you use, Pastor. That's a beautiful word. Yeah. Strengthen. That's a beautiful we've got word. To strengthen. We've got to strengthen our relationship with God. We've we've mm -hmm. got to strengthen mm -hmm. our, our relationship with our, our own community, uh, mm -hmm. with with the church, with getting involved, with education. Uh, you know, we we've got to clear, we've got to pretty much change the percentage of Young black men in prison versus young black men with PhDs. You know, well, right? I mean, that right there is 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 words to be spoken upon. Where, you know, we talk we talk about so much, you know, going to school, getting a better education, but we have a huge fight, right? And and, and yeah. there's there's nothing wrong with picking a prestige school to go to because. Predominantly, I would go to the all-black school to learn something because of what we've been mis misled to in America as far as education. And the reason why I say that is because I, 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 I turn the cheek and I turn this cheek and I still get punched, right? I yeah. still get punched. And I don't want to be, I don't want to sound hatred or and mix my words up to because I, I don't want people to think and the callers to be like, oh, that guy's an angry black guy. Let me, <laughs> I, I just want to say enough's enough. That's enough yeah. killing. Okay, white America, we got your idea. You you want to head for war. You want to head for these things that, that's unhuman to man. Like you, who gives you the right to take lives? Who gives you the right to snuff lives and black and brown people? You don't got the right to do that. That's only for God. And it's disturbing that we have to go through this period of time instead of we talking about schooling and education and housing. And we got to worry about surviving now. We have yeah. so many different tasks against us. You talk yeah. about the COVID-19 where, you know, at first, like you said, you know, oh, the black people can't get it. Now, of course, we can get it. It's for poor people who have reconditionings and conditionings. You know, that's the thing that we have to worry about where. They didn't tell us this in school. They didn't say they're going to have a modern day weaponized weapon that's going to be a bio weapon towards African American community. Yeah. Post. And that's what it is. You know, that's what it is. It's centered on who? The African Americans. See, everything starts with black people, right? It does. We're the guinea pigs of America. <laughs> So we have to make our own way. We don't want to borrow. We don't want nothing from white America. We want to be our neighbor. We want them to be our neighbors and just learn from each other. Right. We don't we don't have to really learn from them. They have to learn from us because we, we we're the victims here. The history shows and you can't be hate. You can't have hate in your heart towards white America. We just got to say, listen, man, I want I'm, I'm, I'm going to draw this. You know, like Donald Trump said, he's going to he's going to build a huge wall. We're going to well, we're going to build a huge wall and we're going to make a mirror out of it. And we're going to go, right. look, Come on. I want you to look at this. You know how we chest out our kids? We chest out them and we say, listen, I want you to go in that room and I want you to pay attention. That's the time. 
mm-hmm. when white America is doing so badly to their own brothers and sisters. That's what we have to do. Hmm. Yeah, I I, um, I see it this way. You know, we're, we're going to have to continually. It, it's interesting to fight and be frustrated. You know, um, it, it's interesting disparity even when it comes to protesting. Right. Because you can have uh, a white person on the street with guns, rifles and protesting. And, you know, the narrative might be, hey, they're just out there protesting their rights right. and protecting right. their land. And then, you know, if, if it were happened the same way, you know, with the black community. Oh, man, these are some angry black people out here. Right. <laughs> Always I mean- angry. The world, I mean, the world is angry right now, period. Right, right. Uh, it doesn't matter which race you're looking at. You can go to the Middle East. You can, right. you, you can go to America. You know, the world is angry right now because the world does not understand uh, who did this. The world does not understand where, how did we get here. And, and a, lot of, uh, a lot of the hate comes from fear. Fear brings on hate because if I fear... And, and, you know, I told you, um, Public Enemy wrote an album called Fear of a Black Nation. That, that was, <laughs> that, that, that was, that was, the, I'm sorry I cut you off. I'm so sorry because you, 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 you're one, it's people like you that make, make the world better, Pastor. I just want to say that. But that album was unbelievable. That yeah. album was sensational, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's what do we fear? What are we fearing when we come together and we are just working together for a better way? What do we fear when we're sharing the resources that we have. Um, and, and so what happens is a lot of people just fear what they're going to lose. They fear what there is to lose. All right, I got my piece of the pie. You know, I'm going to need yours. But we're fearing, you know, <laughs> and and we're afraid of what we're going to lose rather than, hey, let's, let's be happy about what we're about to gain. Right. And that becomes to be with people like me, cause I'm a thinker. I think a lot, like I'm just overloading sometimes because I'm more of, 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 of Malcolm X and I'm more of, of Martin Luther King on, on, on like Sundays, Sundays through Sundays through like Tuesdays. I'm, I'm Martin Luther King Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays, Saturdays. I'm probably more of Malcolm X. The reason why is because America geared me to this, right? With no hatred, no no animosity, no bigotry. It taught me how to be the person I am, to be humble and to, if I die and I'm broke, okay, that's okay. But I'm going to be a God-fearing man. So when I step out my door every day and I teach my kids and I tell them, you know, believe into something, leave into a system, and they're like, Dad, why, they're young. They're 10, 11, 12 years old. And they ask me questions like, Dad, why did that white guy shot that black lady like that for? Why? She didn't even have a gun. And this conversation is repeatedly over and over again. And what happens is that as a parent, I get paralyzed. I, yes. guess, I, I, I stop and I think and I say, I think that, you know, God forgive me. Would he forgive me if I went off and they, you know, if if someone hurt my kids, 
would he forgive me? Because it almost, it, it makes you think if somebody take my kid from me over a traffic violation, over a, a, a public dispute, a jogging incident, or anything has to do with a minor situation. Listen, I don't know what would happen. Yeah, and we're and because we're human, and we've seen some humans, and we've seen last week what on video what that human did to another human, and that was like, that was like a a a a, a mar- see people talk about the lynching, and people talk about that 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 wasn't a lynching, that was a that was a, that was one of the horriblest things I ever saw on my in, uh, on video ever 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 ever. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know, that the, uh, there was somebody that said, oh, there was only like 3,500 lynchings, you know, in America during that time. And, you know, that's a low number. And I said, whoa, hold on. One lynching is a high number. <laughs> right. You know, but look, so when people are talking like, hey, man, you know, one, one lynching is just too much. Right. But look again, who's saying that? That's the thing. Look at the person who is saying that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Opposed to the people and the person who's asking the question. That's because right. Because when you look at that, I hate to say it, but I got to say it, <laughs> is that the chances are they're 80% to 90% of person of, 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 of non-color. Mm-hmm. So it's it's either a white lady or a white man will say something like that. Guaranteed. There's no yeah, question but this about is a black person who said it. <laughs> right. And that's why I said... 80 to 90 percent of the people yeah. that mostly say things of that nature is white so then you know as we are um, coming to the end of this program we, we just want to know how do we create a better america how do we create a better society uh you know moving forward how do we fight for our rights um how do we really get into a better place uh from here um one is is really confronting the government, right? You have to confront the government because this issue is going to stop. It's, it's not going to stop. It's going to remain. And if you don't challenge society, and society plays a huge role on um, on hatred and, and racism. And if you don't, they're going to think they're going to be passive. They're not going to. They're going to think, oh, they really don't care as a society. They're just African Americans. They're going to march, and that's it. And they're just going to protest, and they're going to do nothing about it. So they know that, but you have a whole generation of people who are sick and tired, right? Who's sick and tired. It might be the, 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 the old man, old white man going to the store that day or going to the gas station and the, and the old white lady going to, 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 going to school, going to church and, unfor- you know, unknowingly that there's black people out there that's want to be preying on white America like the same way. They're going to get tired. They're going to say, hey, listen, enough's enough. We're going to go. We're going to do what they do. Because remember, white America showed us how to do this. Mm. Well, you know, one of the things I look at is um, we've got to start uh, working on our own numbers as well. You know, Absolutely. We've got to reduce the population in prison. And right. we've got to increase the population in higher institutions. Um, we've got to reduce the amount of people in the streets. 
uh, and increase the amount of people in the church. Now, when I mean the streets to the church, the streets could the church could be in the streets. Uh, it, it, and right now we're not even in our own building. So we've got to get people, you know, closer to a relationship with God on mm. that. But I'm just saying for the numbers, education wise, we've got to increase those numbers. We've got to decrease our, our prison population. We've also got to be aware of the laws and um, the rights and, you know, be able to know how to fight effectively. Uh, especially educating um, our families, not just young black people, but educating Everybody. families. You yeah. know, because what happens is a young black man gets arrested. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't nope. know whether to take the plea bargain or, you know, or actually fight for his rights to not be in prison. Uh, I agree. And that's a tough decision because if you're caught in the middle of something that your friends were doing, but you weren't really necessarily involved, uh, but they have enough on you, You've got to make a decision. Am I going to plea? And am I going to plea against my friends just so I can reduce my sentence, even though I didn't do anything? I mean, you know, there's a lot of tough decisions, but education will also help uh, yeah, in a lot yeah. of the cases that we're dealing with. Right. Real quickly. And what happens is that the system is set up plain and blatant. It's so racist that it, it just the whole system is terrible. You know, they need to, 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 to get rid of some of those laws that's, that's, that's targeted for uh, people black and brown. It, we, we should be ashamed as a country that we still have these laws in place, you know, that, that this hinders and tear up a part of America. Like, this is sad to watch, you know, that they're trying to target a, a, a specific group of people. And they have no idea that the new black generation is coming. They have no idea. And unfortunately the FBI doesn't start that they don't step in when there's a when there's a, a killing of black people. You know, it takes months and months, as you know, the Justice Department takes months and months just to get a call back for a murder. Yeah. And these are civilians. We're not even talking about police officers killing them. We're talking about regular civilians. And that was a civilian killing. So they should have been all over that dude. Him and his, him and his step, him and his son, terrible, terrible. Yeah, yeah, and, and we need, we need, and that's why we need. Uh, um, you know, we even have the challenge of even if you're African American and you're working in the political system, we have a long uphill battle mm. uh, to change the I world. Agree. But we need more. We need more balanced people. And, and it's and for me, I don't need just African-American. I need everybody. I need well, that's everybody a with a mentality that uh, is about love, is about peace, is about that's equality. Right. That's we right. need everybody with a mindset to have equality that's in the right. in the power positions to make a difference. And, you know, with that, you know, we, we can see a difference uh, be made in our world. But we have to keep fighting for it. We have to keep addressing it. I'll tell you what, this is one of uh, our most uncomfortable conversations. This is a podcast helping men to anchor life. This is an uncomfortable conversation to have live um, because there, there's so many variables. We can talk for hours about what those variables are. Mm -hmm. uh, but we've talked about some of them. We've talked about the law. You know, and there has to be a law that is geared towards equality. 
a law that protects everybody. That's right, brother. Um, not just one set of people, but the law that protects everybody. We have to keep fighting for that. We have to keep fighting for the narrative. I mean, if there was no video, what narrative would there be if there was no video? And so the narrative continues to, to happen. And hey, listen, if you're a man, and hey, listen, you just got to continue to control your narrative. Um, get out there, be as positive as you, as you can be. Um, you know, weapons will be formed against us, but at the end of, end of the day, they will not prosper forever. And there will be a change coming. But this is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for everybody That's uh, right. to have and to hear. And to wonder, like, man, where do we stand on this? What what should I believe? You know, where where do I stand in here? And it's it's very scary. I'm raising a boy right now, and you know, um, it, it it's just hard to think about what could happen to him um, as he grows up and as this world continues. You know, so I, I just pray that we are able to get better. We're able to change the narrative. We are able to change economic disparity at least make a difference in, in that way um, that we're able to heal from the hurt and that people, people will continue to um, address these issues in their small little corners. And let me tell you something, voting for the small things as well as the large things makes a big difference. It sure do brother. And I, I think you hit it right on the nail when you refer to, you know, changing our communities. And, and, and one of the things that we, we struggle with is, is, is commitment, right? Yeah. Right. Because we, we struggle with commitment. And yeah. what happens now is that here's, here's plain proof where if you're a man of color, mm. it's time for you to get involved with something. Yes. It is so imperative that you get involved with something and be about something in your community, whether it's church, whether, whether it's the mosque. Whatever it is, it's got to be positive towards it. Because right now, our kids, they need us right now more than anything. They're watching the world like we're watching through the lenses of white America destroy and dismantle America. Never mind African Americans. They That's on the agenda, plain and, 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 and blunt. Um, there's no excuse. There's no time to, to read. Oh, let, let me go back to the tape. You think he was a racist? You think that? No, no, no. They're, they're showing a, the world. They don't care. They're the law. We have guns. We're white America. We don't care. We're going to kill you. Your, your body's worth nothing. You, 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 you didn't pay nothing. You did. You, you. So black Americans and people of color need to pay attention to these times and the signs. These are signs of the time right now we living in. If you're not spiritual, get involved with the church. If you, if you have a religion, get involved with the mosque. Whatever it is, stay positive and be about something. Help, help your church. Help yeah. your mosque. Help your pastors down the street. Find out what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, get involved, black men yeah. and black yeah. women. Get Definitely. involved. We are yeah. slipping. We're slipping. Yeah. You we know? definitely so, need that. Right. But what really got my attention, really got my attention today was I seen you wearing this shirt. And and, and was that towards me? I, I see you wearing that Brooklyn shirt, man. Oh, no, nah, man. I mean, I was I, like, man, I this is a perfect you. day to wear it. You know, uh, this I, is Brooklyn I, Dodgers. And, and, and actually, I did a podcast a little bit uh, ago on Jackie Robinson oh, and, wait a and minute. the impact he made. Yes. So, yeah. Salute yeah. to Jackie. 
Much yeah. respect. I, by the way, I'm wearing Brooklyn, but I'm I'm straight. I'm strictly Strong Island for sure. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. I, I represent Strong Island, Public but enemy. you know, <laughs> but we, represent, we represent Rock all Kim, of New York. EPMD. Yeah, you know? that's right. That's right. You got you got De La Soul. De La Soul. You got you got Leaders my man. The new school. Keith Murray. You got Keith Murray. Yeah, you got yeah. all those guys, man. What's the rhymes? Yeah, Buster, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Buster, Buster kind of went back right to there, Brooklyn. Brother. Yeah, yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, so, so, um, the epic so, so Gary, um, you know, I want to talk about some of the things you're doing before we go. Um, Absolutely. You are uh, in charge of Black Lives Matter in Rhode Island. Yes. Um, you have a new initiative going on. Tell us about yeah. it. So, there's a few things that we have. We're re rebooting Black Lives Matter of Rhode Island. So um, it, it's a beautiful thing. We have a full staff now. We got some changes that we're making. Um, it's going to be amazing. We're going to be challenge, challenging the judicial system. We're going to be challenging, challenging housing. We're going to be challenging, um, you know, the police, community police. We want to work and give classes on nonviolent, you know, um, we have so many different things, man, that we could be working on right now. We're trying to change our community and make sure we don't have these bad people around and they just, you know, hinder around. And I just want to lead by example, my community, man, like we need it. You know, I was silent for a little while. I'm back. I'm getting back into things. You know, I got some strong, strong colleagues working with these people are amazing. You know, the whole full staff, you know, we have senior officers that's coming. It's going to be amazing to be a part of this group of the new Black Lives Matter that we're re rebooting. And, you know, it's an educational thing where it's not about me. It's about the community, man. It's about changing. We don't want these things to happen. We want to know what cop is, where he's from, is in our neighborhood. You know, um, uh, young black men and young black girls, they want to have these classes of, of um, craft and arts. We went, I mean, so many different things that we're going to be working on, you know? That's good. That's good. And uh, yeah. we, we also know you did some boxing back in the day. Oh, man. I don't, I'm all right. You know, I, I you know, yeah. <laughs> so I got, I got an interview earlier and I was, we were talking about, they were talking about Mike Tyson and I don't yeah. say that too much, but um, yeah, we went to school to get say, box on the same team to the Olympics. I made the Olympics and um you know, I was ranked. I was an, I was a national fighter in Brooklyn in my neighborhood, and um, we boxed on the same team. Michael Moore, you know, um, Evanny Holyfield, um, Riddick yeah. Bowe, you know, all the guys from Brooklyn. You know, um, I look at them on TV now, and I, I just be laughing. I hear all the stories, but I was one of those contenders. You know, I was one of the top contenders in my neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. What's up, man? And now you're fighting for a different cause. Yeah, it's definitely so, a different cause. And God told me to be strong and, and, and yeah. be avenged. And, you know, that's his victory. And I just want to do the right things for the, for um, today's society, man, these young people, for black and yeah. brown. Man, we appreciate that. And everybody, thank you for tuning in uh, to the Anchor Life, helping men to anchor life. Um, I'm sorry, the Anchored Voice, helping men to anchor life. And uh, just want to thank Brother Gary for being on our thank podcast you. today. Thank and you. Uh, listen, this this is not necessarily a hate rant. This is more like an addressing, keeping it real, straight real all the way through. And uh, what we're all looking for is a better society, no matter where you're from, no matter what. Um, I mean, we all represent the human race at the end of the day. 
That's but right, brother. We, we do realize there's a disparity, there's problems, there's issues. We just want to make sure that love is spread throughout our communities. Uh, we, we're lifting That's up right, love, brother. we're lifting up our voices, we're making a difference. So whoever you are, wherever you're from, I, I don't care, you know, what color you are. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a person that's mixed with plenty, plenty races, uh, <laughs> plenty, plenty of cultures. Um, but at the same time, we want to see everybody thrive. We want to see this world thrive. We want to see uh, us be in a better place. So this is the Anchored Voice, helping men to anchor life. Once again, thank you, Brother Gary, for uh, being on our program. And God bless you in your journey. Uh, thank you, brother. Black Lives Matter. And we pray that, you know, you prosper in, in all that you do. And uh, you. please send my love to my kids over there. All right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Everybody. Thank you, yeah, brother. You know, and the same here to you too, Pastor. I think you're an amazing yeah. pastor. And we love your work. And we're very proud of you, man. So whenever you need me for anything, you, you know, pick up the phone. I'm right there for you, brother. I love you. And we appreciate you, brother. For sure, man. Love you, bro. All right, everybody. This is the Anchor Voice. Helping men. Tank of life. Thank you for listening to the Anchored Voice. For the video edition of this, subscribe to our YouTube channel, McGuire ENTV. For audio, listen on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher. Until next time, stay anchored.